Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another installment of Pieces in Pieces. This is a sub-series from the podcast under the stairs. We take the movie Pieces from 1982. We cut up into, wait for it, Pieces. Five-minute installments within the movie. I get a guest host to talk about those five movie uh, five minutes of the movie with me. But then, just to complicate things, we muddle up the order. So this might be the first episode. This might be the last episode. And maybe somewhere in the middle or somewhere in between. But joining me on this episode to discuss minutes 65 to 70. So we are so tantalizingly close to the end of this movie. Is my good buddy Derek. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. <laughs> Feels like I just haven't been here for five minutes ago. <laughs> the thing is, there is a very good chance, knowing the randomizer, that this could be the first episode you're on, and the next episode might be the next episode you're on, which is also 60 minutes before this. Um, so, like, who knows? Who knows? Like, no one knows. And that's kind of what makes it fun to do. Um, minutes number 65 through 70 are what we're covering here. This one starts with an iconic line from Christopher George, which says, we don't have any more time. Take some uppers or something. Just get out. Get me a, <laughs> take some uppers. Give <laughs> yeah. me a lead, anything. And we'll finish with um, Mary Riggs, played by his lovely wife, Linda D. George, um, as she is waiting outside the Dean's door after having rung the doorbell twice. Um, a lot of dialogue in this one. No death, but we are... We're, we're kind of we're, we're in the the kind of post murder glow of uh, the the famous like you cut that girl in half while she was still alive. We've had that monologue here, and we've had not quite Frank Drebin as I like to call him, like genuinely like he's tired. He's been looking at nothing but files at City Hall. He's craving for Wendy's at this point. He's got such a craving for Wendy's, uh, which always Wendy's always makes me laugh the silliest fucking reason because it is not funny even a little bit but I think it's the third Crocodile Dundee movie it was the one oh, yeah, that came yeah. out in the early 2000s uh, where he when takes he goes his, to LA or something yeah when he goes to LA it's a, it's a terrible movie but him and his friend go to a Wendy's drive through oh it's such a stupid joke and they go up to the Wendy's drive through and she says um, she goes uh, good evening Wendy's can I take your order and he's like 
good evening, Wendy, because uh, he thinks her name's Wendy. And it's the silliest <laughs> fucking joke, but every time, <laughs> every time I see it, I laugh. It's still, it's, it's such a stupid joke. It's a terrible joke, but it makes me howl every time I see it. Uh, every time I think about it as well. Good evening, Wendy. Um, like Wolf Creek 3 when Jiu Jitsu. Mick Taylor does it. Yeah. And that cuts the fucking lady's head off. Yeah, Wendy is strapped up somewhere she doesn't want to be with her eyes being peeled off. Um so uh, let's let's jump into this. So this is right after, like I said before, this girl has been cut in half while she was still alive. And we're kinda trying to set up the kind of final pieces. <laughs> totally meant to say that uh, for what the movie will be but we're kind of having to wade through some more of this guy could be a redhead yeah this is this, this is kind of more of like a my first like five minutes that i did yeah kind of like the giallo parts of the movie where you get like you know after the murder you get like you know the people reacting to the murder after the fact you know and, is, you it, know, is, is, is it wrong in this movie though Derek, that we are what we're fifty minutes on from the scene you covered, and we still have the same red herrings. We're not any like, like a movie, a good Jalo movie. You're supposed to discount witnesses as you go along, or discount suspects as you go along. Right? It couldn't have been him, but we. This movie is still clearly trying to assert that it could be Kendall, could be Professor Brown, or it could be the Dean. Oh, if this movie had a scene where Professor Brown was in, like, the cemetery and that same music <laughs> plays from Don't Torture a Duckling and they just beat the shit out of him, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> and that would have been the reference for the Stuck in the Middle where you seen that Tarantino used. Um, yeah. be like, I need to have it. Actually, it wasn't Don't Torture a Duckling that influenced me. It was the great movie Pieces from 1982. Um, right, so, like, there's some dialogue here. We're going to cut to some of the more interesting things. Um, we have uh, Christopher George saying we don't have any more time take some uppers or something just get me a lead anything and uh, not quite Frank Drebin says what I need I need some, some help yeah I need some help give me Bradley Cooper <laughs> he's like I mean 23 straight hours my eyes can't take it any longer I'll do my best and then I, I love that fucking Wendy's god damn it <laughs> I love that Christopher George his line is, yeah, maybe I can get you some help. And you're thinking, oh, he's going to send someone from the police force. Uh, uh, remember that kid, Kendall? You know, the he guy was that was just at... Yeah, just, he was just at that murder scene and was left alone for a while. I'll see if I can get him down there to help you. And then Frank D's like that. I thought I was tired. We can't use a suspect. You've got to be kidding. And, and, uh, uh, and the lieutenant's like, that suspect? You're a good kid. <laughs> he just like 75 girls in this movie <laughs> we've seen his dick because I don't think the anticipated high definition would be a thing that would exist um, Like we, the, the high definition quality of this when you can literally count the, the veins on his uncircumcised penis um, he's like that kid's clean and you know it Look, he knows everyone on that college campus. He could smell something suspicious. He's suspic been everyone on that college. <laughs> He's fucked everyone on this campus. He could smell something suspicious faster than we can. And this is the greatest line here. Like, Frank Drebin says, I don't know, Lieutenant. I, I, he says, I know, Lieutenant, but the book doesn't. He's like, well, to hell with the book. The book says, get the killer. Now, quit talking to me and get me a lead, goddammit. I love the fact that there's a police book that is handed out to detectives in homicide and it's just in there it's like that get the killer 
Is that for, like, like start like get the killer you, for dummies? You, you think get the killer? For, <laughs> here is your starter book. Read this through; it will help you. Um, we jump from this scene to the killer storage area, where there's just a pair of legs hanging down, some oh. heavy breathing, and the killer is desperately trying to put these shoes, which have quote unquote More blood on them. Those shoes. He's like it's such a. Is Quentin Tarantino the killer in this? I know we've mentioned him twice already, but he does have a serious <laughs> foot fetish. Um, so maybe Quentin Tarantino. Is Yo, the if they ever remake this with Quentin Tarantino as Edmund Perdom, Quentin Tarantino that. should remake this. This should be his final movie, his tenth movie, the one that he retires on is a remake of Pieces. I would watch. That. Watch it. Watch it Fuck be that, that too. Movie. He just watch it be that too, and we just. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson needs to be in it, and he needs to be the dean. Yes. <laughs> See, we... <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that happen? Can, David can... Lynch should be Jack Taylor. Oh God, you know he, you know he would do it as well. You know he would do it. I've watched a fuck at that. Um, so yeah, we we, we thought the killers clumsily try to put shoes on terribly, and then we cut to Professor Brown, who's coming out of the campus, walking along, and he's accosted by Mary Riggs, aka Lyndon G. George, who I love says. This scene. This is so fucking great because it starts off all innocent and then it gets into like you are you are prying your nose where you shouldn't, young lady. She's like, uh, Professor Brown, you mind if I walk with you? I'm pretty nervous, you know, with all that's been happening around here. And he says, in broad daylight, in the middle of the campus. I don't think there's much to worry about. I'm going over to the Harting building. Will that be all right? And she's like, yeah, it's all right. You must think I'm awfully silly. But after what I saw, and he says, "Oh, not at all. I suppose I'm." So this is great. <laughs> this line is fucking gold. Um, oh, not at all. I suppose I'm so used to bodies, dead ones. That is, I'm afraid I'm callous. Like, <laughs> I'm so used to bodies. Let me just preface that by saying dead ones, just to make me a suspect again. Um, oh. I'm afraid I'm callous. I know he loves necromantic. Oh yeah, he is, he is down to clown with some corpse fucking. Um, and Riggs says, Riggs, because once again, lethal weapon. Uh, Riggs, Riggs says, I'm not like the Dean, he seems like an old softy. And then Brown starts laying a little bit of details here that maybe the Dean is behind all. He says, obviously you don't know much about campus politics. And she's like, why do you say that? He says, because to survive on a campus this size, you have to be tough. I wouldn't, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on anyone's chances against Dean. Still waters run deep with that guy. And Riggs says, yeah. you sound like you're talking from experience. Bitter experience. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, well, Derek? She's calling this shit and she says, tell me more. And Brown's like, listen, Miss Riggs, you've only just joined us, but I think you know better than to pry into the personal lives of your colleagues. And she's like, well, I'd just like to know where I stand, Professor. After all, there's a maniac running loose to which Brown pretty much does the, the, the kind of physical off-screen cue of going, harumph, and he walks off the fucking, he walks off. And then we get the worst jump scare ever, which is the same jump scare they've used about six times in this fucking movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? They use it with the, the Kendall's too. friend with a the mask. They use the it. truck. Yeah, the Kung Fu instructor. They use it like so many times here that when it happens, you're, they use it in the toilet when the girl goes to use the toilet and the door opens and her pal 
is in there and then walks in with her. Mm-hmm. Clearly to do drugs. Um, it's just it's so overused here. And she's like, oh! And Kendall's like, it's only me. And Vix is like, it's only me, baby. It's, hey, it's only me. I'm DTF. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit edgy eh, where you're off to. And he's like, eh, the lieutenant asked me to go and help out Frank Drebin go through some of the records down at City Hall and she's like, well, well, isn't the lieutenant unorthodox? And then this is where we find that Kendall knows far too much about what's oh, yeah. going on on campus. Like, it's not just that he, it's like, he is a, he is a busybody. He knows exactly when the dean's going to be home and shit. Yeah, like, exactly when he's going to be home. But there's an interesting thing that I only picked up for the first time uh, watching it this time around. Uh, which I've been doing with a lot of things. I'll tell you one off here that blew my fucking mind. Um, but Kendall, um, she says, uh, she says, see, where can I find the dean about now? Kendall says, oh, you'll find, yeah, you won't find the dean until this evening. He goes to Arlington on the first of the month. He's going to visit his dad's grave, isn't he? Mm. Well, if he's a killer, right? And mm-hmm. at the beginning, we find that his dad's in the air force, serving overseas. Oh, that makes it. Yeah, I never thought of that. You know what I mean? I legitimately never thought of that until this watch, and I was like, "That, like, the, the, this is what I mean." It's a stupid fucking movie, right? And I should know that too, because that's where, yeah. They're like, but listen, this is a stupid fucking movie, but its weird attention to detail on things is fucking mind blown. Like, absolutely mind blown. Someone took the time to put that in as a clue. Which I just, once again, that blew my mind on this watch because I was like, I have never noticed that before. Um, so she's like, uh, <laughs> um, he's like, but you'll find him in his quarters around seven tonight. Once again, creepy that he knows that. And Riggs is like, ah, seven. All right, I'll see him then and I'll see you later. And then we cut to the final kind of sequence here, which is really just like not quite Frank Drebin kind of trying to show his absolute full-on disgust that he's asked the lieutenant for help and he sent him down a fucking kid from from a college. Uh, he sent Drib- him Spanish Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Spanish Bradley Cooper. Not quite Steve Gutenberg comes in the room. Um, and not quite Frank Drebin says, so you want to play policeman? Well, my boy, let's see. And he's not enthusiastic or anything, but I love this. Well, my boy, let's see if your enthusiasm's still going strong in the wee hours of the morning. And then there's a pregnant pause and he's like, do you smoke? Kendall's like, no. Why? Does it bother you? And he says, I don't feel like having my environment played, especially when I'm down here. All right. What you have to do is simple. You have to read through these files and make a note of any reference to faculty members. Anything at all. Nothing to it. Yeah. There's your table. And Kendall takes his files over there's a kind of prolonged sequence of them sorting through files and then we cut to Mary Riggs. She's gone upstairs to the Dean's room to which she presses the doorbell which is clearly a light switch. Um, so, <laughs> it's bad now expense. Um, she waits a little bit, she presses it again and that's the end of this sequence. Um, once again, you've landed, a, depending on the order of these I've dropped, you've landed another episode with a ton of dialogue but there's some full-on amazing dialogue here. I think the... <laughs> I think the line... I I suppose I'm so used to bodies, dead ones, that is, 
I'm afraid I'm callous. Um, it's just, it's so fucking silly. It's so, 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 so silly. It's my favorite line. It's, it's yeah. so silly. You know, it's like literally is the movie trying to underpin that this guy might still be a suspect, which is just silly. Or like, or the line, uh, well, to hell with the book. The book says get the killer. Um, it's, I, I love the, the dialogue. Is, it's just of a different time. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. it's like almost kind of pulpy noir style dialogue. It's cheesy, pulpy. Yeah, it's cheesy and pulpy. I love yeah. it. You know, like, you know, plus with the actors and the, some of the dubbing they use, it's fucking great the way that's, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Christopher George. <laughs> you also, I think, and I might be writing this one, I think you get from this, because I know that you are a bit of a Jack Taylor fan, I think this is the last scene of Jack Taylor in the movie. Yeah, it is. So it is literally him being. I get, like, his, I get the bookmark. <laughs> you did you get like the first scene? A oh, fucking hell, man! <laughs> I never even thought of that. You get like his introduction and his exit from this movie. But I love the fact that we're trying to push him as a red herring, and we just don't go back to him. Yeah. After that line of I'm so used to bodies, dead ones that is, we're not going to go back to him after that, it's a, it's a great line, it's not a lot of this one in particular doesn't have a ton of action, it follows a very action packed sequence, but once again this one is yeah, kind of how can you top fucking bastard <laughs> yeah like <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have broken on him while he was still alive she was still alive god damn it um, <laughs> like, we come from that, but this is setting, this, this whole five minutes is pivotal to the movie because this is setting up everything for the final what eight minutes of action before yeah. the, the movie cuts to credits. And it just goes fucking batshit. Yeah, from this moment, like literally after after um, this scene here, Riggs is going to meet the dean and uh, and get high on some coffee, um, and then we're we're full on with the the reveal of and this is a spoiler, but fuck it, he being the killer. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun, it's quirky. Like we say, we both love ourselves some Jack Taylor, so it's kind of funny him being all, all kind of creepy, but at the same time inherently sassy. Um, just like that, you know, like, uh, oh, yes, the Dean's probably more dangerous than you think. And don't pry into my personal life, even though I've just literally said the Dean's probably more sinister than you thought it was. We don't gossip on this campus, young lady. Not on my watch. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun uh, it's a fun scene, not not full of death, uh, but full of a little guy called uh, little guy called Jack Taylor, and that's all that we need. Jack that's Taylor and the J. George on the same screen. Ooh. Coming uh, soon, the Jack Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a really funny interview on the special features on the the PC's disc, um, where he just talks about how I think he went out there to do one job, and then just never left Spain. Yeah. I got offered a job out there and just stayed forever. Um, and like, I'm sure in that interview, he specifically says he's never watched the movie. Like, he never watched he... it back. Which is funny because Linda Day George hated the movie so much that she went under the name Linda Day. Um, even though she was married to 
Christopher George, she she wanted her name changed back to her, I, I'm assuming her maiden name, so there would be some room uh, between her involvement in this yeah. movie and the movie itself. Which, once yeah. again, it's just those things that make you smile. Um, yeah. Derek, you're a busy guy. You've podcasts out there. It's not as if I asked you this 15 minutes ago. Uh, you have to repeat it again, but... Uh, sell your wares where can people check out your stuff sure uh, you can check me out on the Dark Discussions Network I have a show over there called No More Room in Hell uh, I do that with Mike Merriman and Mr. Bennett we usually pick two movies talk about them last episode that we recorded was on The Manitou and The Incubus so yeah two batshit crazy movies uh, and then uh, yeah I also have another sideshow that's actually on the same feed as No More Room in Hell. Creature Comforts, uh, which I do with Venom and Mr. Donnelly. The latest episode out of that is of the Thai giant creature monster movie, The Lake. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I said in the last episode, but uh, yeah, we do that like once a month. That's like a once a month type of show. And that's about it. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Derek, you will no doubtedly be back on Podcast Under the Stairs before the listeners will know. But uh, yeah, depending on when this episode drops, this is either the first episode of PCs and PCs, the last episode of PCs and PCs, or somewhere in between a piece of a larger jigsaw puzzle. Um, I'll be the bookmark episode, Jack Taylor. <laughs> Jack Taylor's bookmark. Um, needs as that's the name of his autobiography. It isn't really, but it should be. Um, until the next time I speak to you, take care out there.